Welcome back. Welcome back. Happy Monday to you. What day of the month is it? It is March the 22nd. (laughs) How are you guys? Oh, I already know the answer to that question. Oh my goodness. One of my other political idols has fallen to the ground face first. Yep. Good old South Dakota Governor Christy Nome. <laughs> she has done the backflip off the big stage. She's no longer on the political main stage. Oh, what a mess. So I knew when that poor thing started, come to South Dakota. When I started seeing those ads, I was like, yep, it's over. I was telling the guy, you know, I was dating at the time. It's over. It's over. It's over for South Dakota. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you've been in politics a while. You already know what I mean. As soon as you open the gates in the name of economic progress, it's over. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Your state is on the way down, 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 down into the depravity of the underbelly of mammon. Mm-hmm. True story. So avarice kicks in. Avarice is other, otherwise known as greed. Mm-hmm. Greed, little word study there for the day for you. Speaking of word studies, if you go to my Twitter feed, I'm just going to go ahead and apologize now. I've been on a little bit of a, a little bit more than usual um, foul-mouthed Twitter splurge. Uh, yep, because today is just one of those days that I am D-U-N. Done. <laughs> done with it. I'm done with everything. I'm done with the perfectly coiffed and dressed and brand new clothing and technology and backpacks, border crossers, to the tens of thousands we're expected, billions of dollars now supposed to be allocated we are, we, we are paying for this. We, you know, I've said since I got on the air, we have got to stop with this. The government is paying. The government is doing. No, the government does nothing without us. If everyone in the country stopped paying taxes, if we quit feeding the beast, what would happen to the government? And I'm not suggesting that you do that. I'm asking a question. What would happen? Who feeds the beast? We do. So who is paying for a nation of illegal border crossers to land illegally in this country? You are. I am. And to some of you, that sounds so mean. And some of you go to churches where your pastors think that Jesus was a refugee and we're supposed to be kind to the stranger and they manipulate the scriptures to make you feel bad and to make you think that all of your borders should be down because God is a big, fat homogenization pool. That's what Christianity is. Mm -hmm. 
And what have I said for the past six years I've been on the, on the air? Find another church. Your pastor just wants your money. Your pastor's probably getting a kickback for, for inviting the illegals into the flock. Ask the Catholics. They have absolutely mastered the economy of illegal immigration. It's not, I mean, come on. And it's all in the name of Jesus. Now, one, you know, one of my bright ideas, I happen to think it was pretty good, actually. And it wasn't mine. I believe wholeheartedly that this was Holy Spirit inspired. Ready? I said a few weeks ago, if they're here and they're not going back, then hey, GOP, who worked so hard to get rid of President Trump because he wasn't holy enough. And now you're all over Twitter you know, oh, the Biden administration, we can't believe they're doing this. That's the voice I I picture in my head whenever it comes to pearl-clutching Republican women who just couldn't stand the thought of a man so vile that he would have uttered the word of that begins with a P and ends with Y 20 years ago, governor. I mean, come on. <laughs> this sanctimonious crap is so old. I'm like, y'all are standing there butt-ass naked as a party. You don't have just nothing. You don't have a pot to pee in or a winner to throw it out. Hoarded all of your money. Did not support Trumplican candidates. Did not support the president. Did not push for Vice President Trader to do his job in Congress. You didn't earn the Senate. You, You did not... You didn't push for states to hold special elections. You held no one's feet to the fire. Didn't see you anywhere talking about the election grid being down. Now all of a sudden, right before y'all start dialing for dollars. Yep. Now it's the Biden administration. I'll have you know, I told you I was not going to criticize the Biden administration because I don't refer to it as the Biden administration. I think it's a sham I think we're definitely watching an episode of Wag the Nation. If you haven't seen Wag the Dog, watch it tonight. Tonight. I have friends in very interesting places who are just like, and even friends who just have eyeballs, and they walk around D.C. going, hmm, yeah, this is definitely off. Yep, mm mm-hmm, this is definitely not normal. Mm Mm-hmm, yep, nothing normal here, right? So the city's a ghost town. There's no traffic. It's like 1985. It's like we were in Atlanta during COVID. It was amazing. I was like, God, can we just give people an incentive to get the hell out of my state? It would be amazing. Economic, economic growth. Mm-hmm. We're just doing fabulous in the area of economic strides. We're the number one growing economic sector in the country. Look at us now. We're owned by the Chinese Communist Party. It's amazing. Look where that gets you. Check out your muni bonds if you really want to know who owns you. If you really want to know who's in power, black folks and white folks alike, Republicans and Democrats eating in each other's throats, look at who you've been selling yourselves to. I mean, very simple principles between streetwalkers and pimps, right? Someone, now we use terms like trafficking. Not every prostitute is being trafficked. Now, and believe me, as crazy as this sounds, 
I have actually sat across from women who have ministered to who have been, they willfully just decided I was raised by a good family. I have no qualms with my family. I'm not, you know, wounded. I wasn't molested. I I wasn't part of a satanic ritual abuse. I just decided I wanted to sell my body. Hmm? And they sit up over at high-priced hotels, five-star hotels, and scam men out of their money, married businessmen. Oh, and legislators. Let's not forget those. (laughs) I'm feeling a little sassy today. I've already apologized for my Twitter account because I know I have faithful Christians who listen to my show, and I know it's defiling, I know it's not ladylike, and I don't like it, but there are just some things that I'm just, you know, who is the Christian comedian who just rats us out as Christians for all of our little curse words? You know, bless your heart, right? We know what you're saying. You ain't fooling Jesus with that stuff, girl. He know. He knows what you're saying when you say bless your heart. I'm just going to tell you what I'm saying. Hmm. There. That's, if I, I, I know. I try to behave because I get invited onto the most amazing Christian platforms And I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be uninvited. (laughs) I don't, I want to keep being invited to stuff like that. (laughs) So I'm very cognizant of the fact that I am a guest on other people's platforms and I am a daughter of, of the king of all kings, the only living God, right? Yep. That's him, my daddy. And I've got a mouth sometimes with expletives because I get so freaking angry d-u-n done for today thank you very mercy so what was i talking about oh yeah dc it's really not that difficult but i hey but here was my golden holy spirit idea if we're gonna have folks living in this country legally then might i suggest that if they are in fact set free into the country that you happy little GOP pearl clutchers make your way on. You could save tons of money on mailers and Spanish and all of that. And just get yourself some little kits. Welcome to America kits. Mm-hmm. We're going to win you over kit. This is called guerrilla warfare. Ladies and gents, G U E R I L L A guerrilla warfare, not to be confused with gorilla warfare, Right. This is called put on the face paint and beating your enemy to the punch. It's called fighting fire with water. Get on down to the border. Get on down south. Get yourself the big old GOP bus, big old elephant on it. Put somebody on it who you think is your God. Mm -hmm. Put them on the bus, head on down to the border and have some, have yourselves a a little, uh, a a Bible, a little pocket Bible in Spanish. Um, how about a constitution, a pocket constitution in Spanish, right? Uh, p- potential legislators cards, right? Just in case they need something. Translators, English classes, mm-hmm. uh, clinic visits, how to take care of their health. So basically, how to read and write, get them to a assim- This is called an assimilation packet. And it's called beating your enemy to the punch. Beating your enemy to the polls, Right? I mean, we know now from this past election that it doesn't really require even a human to be present to vote. But just in case you wanted to mitigate two million new voters across, or if not more, 
across the country who are here illegally and are never going to make it back to their court cases because they're just not. Yeah. So give them something to succeed. Open your arms. You know what they'll never do? They'll never forget the person who was at the border waiting on them. Nope. It is called personal touch, and it goes a long way in the era of the technology God. Sure does. But see, we don't think like that because we're so above it. Monica, that's illegal. They're here illegally. Yeah, I know. And everyone else does too. But guess what? They're still here, aren't they? And where are they going? And where are they purchasing things? And are are their kids able to assimilate? Are they living in fear every day of their lives? Now, here comes my mercy stick. Here comes my Christian mama mercy. You ready? If they're going to be here illegally, do you really want people living here in absolute terror and dread and trying to fly under the radar and being victims of cartels? Because they come here victims of cartels. They are poor. They are downtrodden. Whatever they come in with their, on their backs and their little feet and everything looks all new and shiny and their backpacks and their phones, that's all they have. That was the incentive to get here. So, yeah, y'all want to be so holy, then quit sitting around bitching about the fact that they're illegal and the Democrats are so wrong. Guess y'all should have worked a little harder for President Trump, huh? Sucks to suck, as my 24-year-old used to say. Now I've adopted it, but it's true. You've made your bed, GOP establishment. Now you get to lie down in it. And guess what? The rest of us do too. Thanks. Feels amazing. Now on to other news. I uh, posted something on, I tweeted something. I have to get my terminology down because my Facebook account is gone. G-A-W-N. And it's the most liberating, liberating moment of my life. I was like, suck it, Facebook. I'm out of here. So you're not taking my account away from me. I'm done. Ready? D-U-N. Done. Done with Facebook too. That's a goner. I don't need a peeping Tom into my life. No thanks into every single thing I think and feel and say and do. And then I get to complain because the technology God continues to molest every area of my life. Well, it's not really molestation when you're standing there willfully. Is it? Not usually. It's called consent. You give your consent every single time you log on. Not only consent into your life but into all of your followers, all of your friends, all of your family, and your grandbabies, and, and your great-grandbabies. Mm-hmm. Yep. You are giving consent to nasty, demonic, horrific forces in the earth. They are out to not cancel you, America. They're here to kill and steal and destroy technology. Isn't it wonderful? It's amazing. They kill your hope. They dash your dreams, dash your hope. They kill your joy. They kill your privacy. Privacy? What? Huh? You click on, you know, all those little personality tests you take. Mm -hmm. All that tells them everything they need to know. And you don't think there are false narrative shapers in the world? Hello. Remember Cambridge Analytica? Remember that little ditty? In, uh, where were they? In Cambridge. They were in the U.K., Remember, go watch the documentary. Pretty fascinating what they've done all over the world. Not just here. Creating false narratives through things like, you know, apps that we just use 
So I'm off that. But I tweeted something today uh, that I actually pulled over from my Telegram account, uh, from Sydney Powell's Telegram account. I've texted Sydney to to confirm whether or not Patrick Byrne has confirmed that what I tweeted is accurate, but it came from Patrick Byrne's book, his new book about the election fiascos. And there are many fiascos with regard to this election. And Patrick has quoted an excerpt that is supposedly from, allegedly from, Ruby. Remember Ruby? Ruby, the nice woman who took us, who was kind enough to record her taking us through the annals of of uh, Fulton County uh, uh, voting area where they were counting ballots down at the, you know, it was so nice of the Hawks. It, it was so nice of, of, of the State Farm Arena to open up their their um, their arena there for the downtrodden, you know, the people who just, who are so disenfranchised and can't seem to make it to a polling station because they, you know, the white guy just keeps holding him down because he's rich and horrible and mean and just makes it so that no one has easy access to voting, right? That polls are not open past 7 p.m. illegally till 11. That people aren't just showing up having already cast ballots. <laughs> I mean, it was amazingly very, very thoughtful, very, very philanthropic of, of them to make sure that no one was disenfranchised, right? Well, that's where Ruby worked. Ruby and her, quote, baby. Ruby and her baby counted ballots together. We even got to watch them go through one, two, three, maybe even four times. Yeah, ballots that were not even creased. Amazing how that works. Hmm. Too bad Jovan Pulitzer is not allowed to use his technology here in the state of Georgia so he could actually prove whether or not those ballots were folded. Because, you know, last I remember, your absentee ballot was not sent out to you and, and then handled pristinely. Like, you you didn't just send that back in a legal-size envelope. Usually humans are going to fold their ballot, send it back in, folded, Right? I heard the argument recently. Well, ballots are not, they're not lawfully required uh, to be folded. They could be sent at, they could, they could. The Grinch could be real. Come on. So, Ruby is our resident filmmaker. Mm-hmm. She likes to, she filmed herself so all of us could see how special her, her privilege, her, her privilege was to be able to go in the back and, and show us where the ballots were. And she was very excited about her ability to be able to help and, you know. And so there so there are comments online that came from her account that are allegedly Ruby's. I don't think anyone's ever heard from Ruby again. Ruby and her baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of us are wondering what how, where's Ruby? Hashtag where's Ruby, GBI. Where's Ruby, Fulton County DA? I'm curious. It, inquiring minds want to know around the country because we got a good glimpse of Ruby and then we never heard from Ruby ever again. Did she just click her heels and poof, she was gone? I don't know. What happened? Where's Ruby? All points bulletin. Where's Ruby? So Ruby showed us what she could do, just the trickery with, you know, illegally showing us where ballots were and showing us in the back office of stuff. And then, and then we got to see Ruby on camera after everybody else went home in Fulton County. 
Ah, and so Ruby posts allegedly, according to to Patrick Burns' book that you can apparently download. I don't know where it is or how much it is. It's somewhere on my Twitter feed. And he po- in her, and he publishes in his book this quote from her. So Sydney posts it on Telegram, and I snatch it from Telegram and put it on my Telegram and put it over on Twitter. People are like, "Is this real?" Because you know we think this was debunked. And Ruby's given props to like the mayor of Atlanta, Stacey Abrams, um, a couple of oh oh yeah the the newly selected um, uh, U.S. senator uh, Raphael Warnock, the Warlock. Um, you know, she's giving props to everybody like, Hey, we did it. We got rid of that crazy white bitch. Yeah. That word's used. That's not my friendly expletive <laughs> that was used in the text to describe that. That's in quotes, by the way, to describe the then candidate Kelly Leffler. Yep. That they defeated her. Got rid of that white thing. Yep. So I put this over on Twitter and people are like, Oh, is this real? Have you confirmed this? And I said, well, here's the, here's the really cool thing about me. I've promised you that I will never give you disinformation. I will not give you something to deliberately deceive you. That is not in my soul. It's not in my marrow. And even my enemies would tell you that. Even my enemies would, would defend me in that. I do not post disinformation. Now, I have repeatedly told you that I could not intentionally, post misinformation. And if, in fact, I do, I will be more than happy to take it down. And I will issue um, not necessarily an apology as much as an explanation for why I did it. An apology denotes that, that you're sorry. That you're sorry for something, which is going to lead me over into my next topic, which is Marjorie Taylor Greene. God bless her. Marjorie's in the fight of her life for our seat, a seat that she was duly elected to in the state of Georgia. And there's no question about that because she won by such a margin (laughs) that she's left her own uh, opponent sounding a lot like a Stacey Abrams about right now. Like Dr. Cowan, you're going to have to give up the ghost, honey, because you lost that thing. So I love you. Nice guy. We had lots of good conversations, but Marjorie got you beat by a long shot. So we don't have to move on now, pumpkin. Okay. So, but that's part of that establishment way of thinking that well, it was my turn. It was my turn. I had the establishment support and everybody hated Marjorie, which is true, which is what makes her, her can, which is my, what makes her seat so glorious for me because she was literally the most loathed and embarrassment to the state of Georgia, according to the establishment. And she knows it, so I'm not saying anything. She doesn't already know. We've texted and talked about it several times. I've known Marjorie since she got in the race, and we've had our own little personal showdown in the past, but we're cool now because we got to be on the same side of right, and Marjorie Taylor Greene is on the side of right. But Marjorie got up and apologized for things that she said that may have been construed as insensitive to certain ethnic groups. Now, when you start apologizing for things, that's a line that I think you have to really watch carefully. Um, as it, as in the case with uh, Christy Noam, who has now capitulated to the, I call them the confusion cabal, because that's what they're selling and that's what they demand whenever you open your state up for economic development 
in the name of economic development and growth, well, guess what happens? Your city walls are now down. The spirit of your city walls is no longer intact because ultimately you have bowed to mammon. And when that happens, I got in trouble for saying it before. I'm going to say it again because it's scriptural. You're going to have every manner of ideal. I'm going to add ideological beast. Okay, because it is metaphorical. The Bible says that a man who does not have rule over his own spirit is as a city with its walls torn down. And every manner of beast comes therein. Right? Like you just come out, come in and out at free will. I'm adding the term ideological because bottom line is you're either living in your bestial nature as a human being, your lower nature, or you're living out of your spirit nature. Those are your only two choices as far as I'm concerned as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if that's not liberating, then I don't know what to tell you. But you, there's not like, you know, this isn't like gender America 2021, this is uh, or American Gender Studies 2021. This this is not well. I don't know what do I identify with today. Do I want to be a frog today? How about a lizard? How about a goat? I don't know. How about a horse? I think I identify with being a unicorn. No, this is you get to be a a in your bestial nature, which is your lower animalistic nature, or by the power of the Holy Spirit, you're going to live from the Spirit of God. Those are your two choices. That's it. I love it. I don't, I don't really, I like multiple choice tests, but whenever it comes to, you know, things that are a matter of life and death um, and right and wrong, black and white, up and down, right? Sky, earth, ocean, fire. I mean, elemental things, precepts, things that should be movable. Yeah. Uh, and immutable, by the way. I'd like to go, I'm a little bent toward, uh, you know, keeping things simple, stupid. Yeah, although that's not stupid, excuse me. Um, So the Lord says that your city walls are down when you no longer have rule over your spirit. Well, once you start capitulating in your respective state, guess what that tells me? You no longer have a rule, have rule over your spirit. What is the spirit of South Dakota? Is it capitulation? I don't think so. She was one of the only governors to stand up to allowing her state to make their decisions. Now, if her state pounded sand because she decided to allow boys, boys, sex, biologically sexed boys. Notice I didn't say gender because that is a sociological construct. Boys, your sex, your your anatomical makeup, and your biological makeup, more importantly, because you can change your anatomy. Hello. Um, yeah. She capitulated to allowing boys to play in girls' sports. Now, she she did stand ground on elementary and middle school and high school, but once it got to the collegiate level, she caved. And I'm here to tell you guys, a beautiful thing is happening. And you better pay attention and pay attention good. Because this right here is the work of the Holy Spirit. This is not dogma. This is not hyper-religiosity. 
This is God saying, okay, suckers, you guys said you wanted me back in the country. Well, here I come. And I am breathing and I'm huffing and I'm puffing and I'm blowing down these straw houses of ideological crap. I ain't spraying over this manure anymore. I'm taking my fire hose of the water of the washing of the water of the word of God and the fire of the Holy Spirit. And I am burning this thing down. I am watering this thing down. And I'm talking about ideology. I'm not talking about buildings or people. I'm talking about ideological political landscapes. So spare me the visit from a three-letter agency or you guys running and tattling on me. I'm talking about God moving as a breath of fresh, fiery air. You've prayed for it, church, and he's finally answering. And you know what? People are not settling for as much as they thought Christy Nome was the darling, the next female candidate for president in 2024, as much as the president has doted on her, as much as we've all thought that she was just the next greatest thing ever because of the way she stood up for her constituents in the state of South Dakota during COVID. And now to capitulate to the NCAA based on, (coughs) excuse me, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been a day on Twitter, let me tell you. But for her to capitulate now, people are not happy. (laughs) And I'm loving it. I'm loving it because it's about time. Y'all better know that this earth belongs to you, humans. All of us, whether we're believers or not. (laughs) So if you've been called to occupy until the Lord returns, Christian, what are you occupying in? Capitulation? Fear, shaking your boots. Well, I could lose my job. Yeah, you could. Jesus lost his life to set the captives free. What are you doing? You afraid of losing your little job? You afraid God's not going to like provide? Are you pastors out there so scared? Your five hundred one. We can lose our five hundred one c three. And then what are we going to do? Oh my gosh, we'd have to actually count on the scriptures. When God says to test him. You know, test him. Right. When your flock tests God, guess whose storehouses get filled? Pastors, yours. Notice I didn't say Caesar would fill them or Pharaoh. No, or the government. No, 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 no. They will never stock your coffers. And if they do, it will come at a very great price. They're going to stock your coffers. Notice your coffers, right? They do stock your coffers. They're not going to stock your cupboards. And if they do, they're going to give you a muzzle in exchange. See how that works? Wonderful. You get in bed with Caesar and you got to do everything Caesar wants to do. It's funny how that works. And God's like, surprise. Y'all done prayed me up. You, You have called my Holy Spirit forth. And here I am. And he is living large in a lot of Christians, myself included, who are like, nope, we're done with this. The election grid is down. You think I want to live in communism? Y'all can bite it. No, 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 no. I've had a little bit over 50 days of a taste of communism. Nope. You can keep that sucker, send that right back to hell where it came from. Not happening. So are you ready to lose your job to stand up for the truth? Are you ready to be mocked and scoffed at and taunted, jailed? Are y'all ready? 
Are you ready for that? That's something I'm going to leave you with tonight. Marjorie Taylor Greene is up there taking the hits. I mean, up one side and down the other. She's having to raise money in order to keep a seat that she that she duly won, won, hands down, like 70-something percent of the vote, 74%, I think. Killed it. And you've got a little smarmy uh, little swarm up there, the nasty bunch, proudly so, the demonics of, of, of Congress holding everyone hostage in Georgia. That's right. And I've concluded that if there's a way for us to sue that mob individually, and you know who they are, the little squad, the squad in white, then if they are successful at unseating Marjorie, then the state of Georgia should collectively sue them individually. No more of this sovereign immunity crap. I mean, this is ridiculous. This is our state. This is our seat. She's our representative. So what are we capitulating to again? What are we running scared from again? What are their demands again? So she had to apologize for whatever she said. I don't know. But I made a commitment today on Twitter that that if I ever get elected to office for anything, which would literally take a burning bush moment from God for me to decide to do so, I'm not even kidding. I'm not kidding. I love y'all, but I can do so much more out here outside of the annals of Congress or the U.S. Senate. Seriously. I mean, all that brouhaha and the salary and the, you know, oh, God, and the prestige. There's nothing prestigious about it to me. We all pull on our drawers the same way. Some days I got to jump off a chair, you know, use a coat hanger to zip up my britches. But those are my teen days, by the way. But seriously, we all go potty the same. And now, probably more than ever, just ask South Dakota. So, you know, no. If I say something, unless it's been completely mischaracterized or unless someone calls me, here's the deal. If you call me, because I have had people do this, actually. I've had people call me and say, hey, listen, something you said, I know you probably didn't mean for it to be hurtful, but it was. Um, and I wanted, to, I wanted, to, I just wanted to let you know that it hurt my feelings. I will, um, I will take responsibility in as much as I will honor your feelings. I will honor and by acknowledging that you have a right to feel the way you do. And I'm not here to convince you that you're wrong for feeling that way. I, I, and I'm not here to defend myself either. I may try to put into perspective why I shared what I did. And I appreciate the opportunity to do those things when I'm not being uh, beat down by devils who demand like narcissistic devils, which is what you're dealing with on a congressional level. You are. You're dealing with congressional terrorism. It's horrible to hold an entire state hostage because of something their representative said uh, before ever elected to office. And maybe it was hyperbolic. I I, I don't know. I, I just know that usually, for instance, um, one time I followed cues from others who I consider very high-ranking sources and, and did for years. And uh, it, it was regarding 
um, a potential gang member. There was an accusation that was made um, of a young man who had just been drafted into the NFL, and there was some body art or jewelry or something, um, and, and there was like a there was a, a, a running joke about his name that that he made that he aligns himself with a certain sect of people. And um, so I ran with, you know, what this source ran with, kind of like the whole Ruby thing today. You know, we're, I'm still waiting to hear back to see whether or not that's legit. If it's not, and that was not Ruby's actual Facebook account that that quote came from, from Patrick Byrne and then to uh, Sidney Powell, then I will remove it and you'll see that it's gone. And I'll let you know that I, that I found out whatever I found out. You know, there's no malicious intent here. So... Um, so I, I, you know, take this very well seasoned, you know, someone I trust source and I regurgitate something that this person said and it makes national headlines like wildfire. I mean, wildfire. I'm white, I'm blonde, blue eyed and conservative. And there are just some things that apparently we're not allowed to say or even discuss or even think of as a possibility without being called this maniacal racist, amongst many other things, and death threats and all those lovely things that come with really crazy people uh, who just want to not cancel you but kill you and, and steal from you and destroy you. Yes, that's the cancel culture in which we live. And so it takes off like wildfire. Like I, I, my phone is blowing up in like no time flat. Oh my, I mean, I'm on every sports publication you could think of. It was crazy. I had publishers, uh, journalists contacted me via email. Did you mean? And I'm like, what the heck? So I get back with my source and I'm like, what, what is this? What, what is this? Or were we, were you wrong? Was I wrong? And so I did, you can find it online. You can Google it. I made a little video and uh, a heartfelt apology. And I had to run with, you know, that that this may not have been a true story. And once things were put in context and, and in perspective, um, then I jumped out there and got in front of it and said, okay, you got me. It was wrong. Um, again, no malicious intent. It was wrong. And I apologized for um, any harm or uh, wrongdoing to the person uh, that was at the, uh, and a very public figure, a very public figure, by the way. Uh, not really cool to go after private citizens at all. Uh, for those of us in public figure world, it's kind of like, you know, it's a, it's a free-for-all sometimes, whether or not it should be. Um, but, and I think Candace Owens is going after Cardi B right now because, Cardi B apparently went after Candace's brother, who is a private citizen. And that was a no-no, legally. So there's a whole order of rules and all of that. But I just felt like, you know what, for the sake of decency, and, you know, at the time, my station I was with, I thought, you know what, I don't want to bring this on them. I legitimately went with a source. Matter of fact, I checked with my source before I even tweeted it and put it out there. And I just ended up being wrong. And okay, I was wrong. So it'd be amazing if we could just let each other muck up every now and then 
if we could let each other go from glory to glory, it would be it would be such a godly thing to do, right? But we can't. It's kind of like in my show with Beth Moore, well, about Beth Moore just last week regarding the president, how she's now broken from the Georgia Baptist Convention because she just can't believe the unmitigated gall of her church. You know, the genesis of her faith being aligned with someone as ghastly and godly as President Trump because he said the P word 20 years ago. And he's just so mean and he's not nice, even though he just totally saved the country and turned it around and best economic you know, in the economy in history helped blacks like never before. <laughs> I mean, it's just unbelievable. All this freedom centric stuff, right? Take that forget the Underground Railroad, like President Trump is literally like taking us all as a nation out of the belly of hell back into prosperity for four years. And look at us now, folks. But hey, at least we're not dealing with such a sinner heathen reprobate like President Trump. Right, Beth? Everybody feel better now? Because now you get to complain about how awful Biden is. Come on. But it's like, you know, we're in that spirit, man, where it's like people like Beth and others. God bless them. I actually meant that, by the way. That wasn't my Southern will bless her soul, bless her heart. No, it was God bless her. And I mean it. Because I believe she's blinded, in my humble opinion, just deluded with this spirit, awful spirit of religion. It's awful, awful, awful. It's so destructive. It's so divisive, too. Ah. But with that, you know, we don't allow people to go from glory to glory. I'm convinced that someone like a Beth would have followed Saul his entire life as Paul and been like, yeah, but, you know, remember, you're Saul. Remember all those Christians you killed? There's no way I'm following you. There's no way God could have chosen you, Paul. I mean, I want y'all to think about that for a minute. And we live like that as a society, and we breed it in the church. And listen, I'm of the ilk that if Beth Moore, at some point in her lifetime, ever stepped up and was like, hey, uh, you know what? I think I got that one wrong. I'd be like, all right, cool. Next. What, now what can we do together? Right? I mean, you don't have to keep going back to people's sins and beating the hell out of them. People do a really good job of doing that themselves unless they're, unless they're just shrouded in pride. And sickeningly enough, that's what we're dealing with in the earth. I want to leave you something really sweet today. This morning in my quiet time, my prayer time, I was reading, and y'all know I'm not an address girl. Where was I? I think it was Colossians 2 and 14 or 2 and 16. I don't have it in front of me. It's talking about us being the workmanship of God. We were created to do good works that were, that were created for us to do from the foundations of the world. Right? Ah, this is so beautiful. And that word workmanship, uh, there are other words in different translations, which is why I, I do encourage you. I tend to read primarily from the King James or the New King James, but I love going through other versions because you'd be amazed at what's omitted, like willingly, that's really not good. And in things that are added willingly that you're like, huh, I don't know. That doesn't exactly sound harmonious with with the God of the Old Testament, the God of the New Testament as we've you know come to know him. Uh, but it's very healthy for you, I believe, to uh, to have, it's almost like ballet. Every dancer knows that if you can perform ballet, then you can dance anything. It, it is the, it's kind of like knowing how to play piano. 
you know, just reading music alone affords you the ability to do a lot of things with instrumentation. And so I tend to look at the King James Version that way. For some of you, it's very difficult to read, and you get tripped up with these and the thous and the shalls and the shants and the all that stuff. And I understand. It doesn't have to trip you up, but I get it. If it does, and it's okay. It's okay. But but have both translations or um, get on your app. Read it in the King James first, then read it in the New King James, and then flip through. Go to the Message, go to NIV, go to the Hebrew, go to the Arabic. Um, I mean, the um, Aramaic, I say Arabic, I love it, Aramaic. Go to all the different translations and you'll be amazed because if you love words like I do, you'll be amazed. It's just like you'll see kind of a kaleidoscope if something hasn't been omitted and just grotesquely molested in terms of, of, of the meaning of a word, then and in that case, you should probably definitely spit out the bones. Don't even chew that meat. Just spit the whole thing out um, and and stick with, with what you know, whether it's in the New King James Version or, or whatnot. But if, if you get to something where you're like, well, wait a minute, that's not even the same context at all. If something's not harmonious to you, then trust that in your spirit with regard to the word. But I always have a baseline of the New King James Version um, because that's just me. That, that's how I read. So this morning I decided, boy, that was a long way to get back to here. So, but some of y'all just need to be set free from all that dogmatic crap where you're like, well, my pastor said, and I just don't understand it. And Monica, I'd rather hear it from you. And I'd rather listen to Beth Moore tell us how to be better uh, Abrahamic descendants. And, you know, I'm going to do my 250,000th study on Gideon's army. I'm like, okay, 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 listen. That, that all of that is wonderful. But can I tell you something? Jesus has a word for you, baby. Jesus himself has asked you to knock, to ask, and to seek. The Holy Spirit of God and, and the spirit of wisdom of God to rain down upon you. To seek, and you will find. To knock, and it will be opened. To ask, and you will receive your daily bread. What is your bread? It's your manna. What does God want to feed us with? The body of Christ. What does he heal us with? The fellowship of the broken body of Christ. Christ fellowshipping with God and us fellowshipping with Christ. What does he wash us in? The word. What cleanses us and makes us just to be able to show up and even ask anything of a holy God? The blood of Jesus. What cleanses us from all unrighteousness? God our Father through the blood of Jesus, through the washing of the water of the word, restores our minds, washes and cleanses and refreshes our souls, our mind, our will, and our emotions. All of that is for you. All of those treasures are there. And you know what that word workmanship means? Oh, so beautiful. You are his poem. 
I've promised myself I'm not going to cry and I'm not going to. You are his poetry. You. Do you hear me? You listening to me right now. You are God's poem. You are his poetry. You're not his terror story. You're not a Stephen King novel. You are his book of poetry, my dear. Isn't that awesome? I just think that's so beautiful. And it's so God. It's so God. It's so living God. It's not the AI program. These are things that quantum physics and all these other things that bow at the altar of technology. These are things that we will never, ever, Satan's kingdom will never duplicate that because that is hardwired by God. And that's you. That's you. You are his poetry and you have been designated for good works. God created you for good, for good works. I don't care how much bad you've done. It doesn't matter to me. And I guarantee you, if you showed up before your father with all of it and just dumped it at his feet, he would say, finally, thank you. Now I can perform my word in your life. I can forgive you and I can execute my judgment because I am faithful and just. Thank you, spiritual Mama D, for giving me that word moons ago. Monica, because I'm telling y'all, man, I was on the struggle bus for real. Oh, man, Satan had me all tied up and twisted thinking I was Judas. I'm like, I couldn't even think of Peter, right? What was the difference between Peter and Judas? Well, one did not believe in God's faithfulness and his ability and power to be able to forgive. And what did he do? He hung himself from a tree. It was bad. The son of perdition. Yep. And that was foretold. So we knew that was going to happen. But Peter denied him three times and went back out on his little vessel. It was like, to heck with this. I'm not even worthy of anything. What a loser am I? <laughs> Literally left Jesus on the cross in his midnight hour. Like, mm-hmm. well, save my own butt. Get back out there and get me some fish. Because that's what I know. I know I'm good at that. I've messed everything else up. Can't even believe I walked with that man for three years and just screwed the whole thing up in one night, like before the sun came up, just all gone all to hell. (laughs) And Jesus comes back and he finds him doing what he was doing before. And what does he do? Oh, love this. Because I'm Greek, I love it. I can just see it. He's on the he's on the shore and he prepares a meal. Ah, I love it. He prepares a meal. Little fish, you know, Jesus and the fish stuff. Prepares a meal and calls Peter back to shore. Matter of fact, he's like, yeah, calls him back to shore. He's like, Peter, do you love me? Yes. Peter, do you love me? Yes. Peter, do you love me? Yes. Three times. And he's like, feed my sheep. Love my sheep. Feed my sheep. Right? And Peter's like, okay. And there's a whole other, 
I have a pastor friend of mine who goes into this whole deep thing that he spent a lot of time with the Lord unraveling. And so I don't, I can't even go to that because I haven't done that on that scripture, but on its face, it's poetic. He creates a meal. He invites him to come back from the place he ran back to in all of his shame, all of his guilt. That's some of you. That's some of you right now. All of your shame. It's not even yours. Quit calling it your shame. Quit calling it your guilt. That's the place the demons live. That's for fallen beings. And if you're a child of the Most High God through Jesus Christ, you have a place at the table. And you may be choosing to sit out with the dogs, but that's not where you're called to eat. That is not the table from which you are called to eat, my love. So I need you to come back. And I'm not calling you back. Your father's calling you back through me. The Holy Spirit of God is calling you back. Yes, he can use a a potty-mouthed, southern, sassy biscuit to call you back into fellowship with him because it's not me. I would never take his glory. Well, that's not true. I've actually done that several times, but I'm not doing that now. He's dealt with me on that. So come home. Just come home. I don't care how ugly you look, how many men you've been with, how many chicks you've got right now, how many affairs you've got rolling around, how many lies you've told, how much extortion you've been involved in, how, how much blackmail someone has on you, how many lies you've told. It, no matter what you're wrapped up in, and I will tell you, if you're wrapped up in some illegal stuff, I'm not talking about just kingdom stuff, like, you know, sins against yourself stuff or civil stuff. I'm talking like criminal things of the earth. You need to get yourself right and get it right right now. You need to repent, which means turn away. You need to turn away, my friend. I do a lot of just downright bitching about bad actors in my city, but I do want to remind you guys, I pray for those people because I've never been in a position of elected authority and I've never played those reindeer games. And I know that even in my own little media life, how easy in a music, how e- or as a single mother, what? You don't think I've been bribed with nice dinners and trips and all kinds of hokey pokey stuff to pay my bills. And, you know, I mean, come on. Uh, You know, I'm not exactly uh, an unattractive female and I've been a a widowed mother for uh, 22 years now. Yeah, I've heard it all. I've accepted some offers. I'm not proud of that, but boy, can I relate to you chicks who are out there doing it now? And I'm telling you, it's not worth it. It is not worth your self-sacrifice of your precious self. I wrote a book about it. Go buy that. It's on my website. It's not worth it. So I can relate to people who sell themselves out and short because I've done it. I have agreed with the devil on more than one occasion, the enemy of my soul, and it has cost me. It's cost me my peace of mind, my free will, and my emotions. Absolutely. My peace was robbed. 
you know, there are mitigating factors to why all of us do what we do, but I pray for really bad actors. I do because that's God's mercy in my life that he's shown me that I hope he would extend to others. Now, if you are going to refuse to repent and you're going to continue to, to be bad to the poor and, and, and heap, you know, weights onto the already needy and keep lying to people and continue on in your divisive ways with divisive rhetoric and stoking racial tensions and, you know, uh, uh-uh. no, nope. I'm going to be praying like David. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you. I'm going to start out praying like Jesus told me to, and then I'm going to switch over to the, uh, what are they called? Precatory prayers. Yeah. I'm over there with David where I'm like, look, you can't keep, you cannot keep uh, beating down on the poor and keeping the poor poor. And they don't even know it. They keep electing your butt. Matter of fact, it's not even them because they don't show up to vote. But it's your little power centers. Nope. Mm -mm. No. The world is a messy place right now, folks. And I feel very strongly in my spirit that God is moving. And he's moving through you. And you don't have to be perfect. Obviously, you're listening to me. (laughs) You don't have to be perfect. And what I mean by that is Jesus says to be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. And that means to be whole. And I don't, every area of my life is not completely whole. It's just not. I'm being real. It's not. I look forward to the day that it is, but even Paul was like, you know, he's like, God, would you please take this thorn out of my flesh? And I don't really care if it was a chick or what it was, or if it was power, or, you know, I don't know. Could have been he hoarded too much fish. I have no idea what Paul's thorn was, and neither do you, the scholars. And who cares? Who cares? What matters is what God said to Paul. That's what matters. That's the moral of the story. My grace is sufficient. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. And I got so many weaknesses. Oh, my word. And uh, it takes a lot for me to step outside of shame and ask my father to forgive me for the 70th time, seven time about the same stupid stuff. So when I invite you into this fellowship with our father, I don't do so as some pious, sanctimonious, Pious actually is not a bad word, by the way. Piety. That's actually something we're called to be. We've turned it into a four-letter word, but how about this? I, it's not my intention to be sanctimonious. It's my intention to um, earnestly and genuinely call you home because our country is hurting and our families are hurting, our children are hurting, People around the world are hurting, and AI is not going to save us. Technology is not going to save us. When I tell you that God Almighty is the only being who will save us through his kingdom, I mean that. And I recognize his workmanship in you. And you are his poetry. You know how I know that? Because I watch you. I watch you guys online. I see your comments on everything I do. I see your emails. I even see the comments where I'm like, wow, I had no idea that you were so easily offended. <laughs> and I think, well, that's okay. Maybe maybe I'm actually wrong. <laughs> and I will apologize. <laughs> but seriously, I see the beauty in you. I hope you see the beauty in yourself. 
I could talk about so many other things going on in the world right now, but who really cares? Really? (sighs) Go enjoy your night. Go enjoy your family. Hug your babies. Go make love to your spouse. How about that? Go give someone a compliment in your home. (laughs) That's ministry. Go remind them that they too are God's poetry. I love you. You know I do. I'll be back tomorrow, God willing. The creek don't rise and all that other southern stuff. All right, be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. Remember, if you're an American, act like one. I just hope your heart's full. Oh, 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 oh,